What's up, watch fam, and welcome to episode 14 of the Rico's Watches podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and today I'm here with Luke, who is a horology hound on Instagram. How's it going today, Luke? Yeah, good, Eric. How are you, right? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for coming on. I know uh, you're over you're in welcome. you're over in Brisbane, correct? Yeah, Brisbane, yes. Australia. Yep. So I think there's uh what something like a 16 hour time difference between us right yeah, now. It's, it's, yeah, so like 16, 17 hours. So oh. it's like yeah, 20 to 12 uh, midday. Oh, twenty to midday. And it's uh, six thirty. Yeah, Friday. Six thirty p.m. here yesterday for you. So <laughs> you're talking to me from the future, I guess. That's yeah, kind of yeah, cool, that's right. That's yeah. Awesome. So you're here yeah. to talk to us about your collection, what got you into the collection, yep. your your passion mm-hmm. for the watch community, and and some of the cool pieces you've yeah, owned sure. over the years. So I'm, I'm definitely down to yeah, chat yeah, about sure. that. Before we All get right. into that, though, mm. what do you have on your wrist? So today is the uh, Amiga Seamaster, uh, the Bond edition. Beautiful. Um, just got it on uh, Erica's uh, MNN, MN strap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so been wearing that pretty solidly now for, um, let's I pick this up. Mm, it was like early February. So yeah, pretty much, yeah, the, the whole of this month just uh, been very difficult to take it off uh, or wear anything else actually. So yeah, it's, it's a it's a great piece, and it's a combination, I guess, of like years of buying different watches, diving watches predominantly, and mm. just identifying what features I really like, and then mm. finally found a piece that sort of is, you know, represents all of those those key elements. That I enjoy. And that's that's the No Time to Die special edition, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, the watch that's and been out for the, uh, the watch that's been out for like a year longer than the movies even. We've been waiting yeah, on the movie right. to come out. Yeah. <laughs> the movie will ever yeah, show exactly. up. Yeah, 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 exactly. How about you? What do you got on your wrist today? Well, I took it off just to show it to the camera, but I've been wearing my yeah. uh, my Tudor Pelagos. I know uh, uh, I know you used to have love one. Love that piece. I love it yeah, too, man. It's a exactly. great piece. They're, it is uh, a fantastic watch. Yeah. Mm. Titanium, same totally. as your watch, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. With, the, with that awesome uh, uh, bracelet yes. that you have. Yes. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, great, the, great uh, adjust on the fly. Yeah, how long you had that for now? Um, probably about a year and some change. Probably about fifteen months mm. or something like that. Yeah, it's mm. it's an awesome mm. piece, man. It's 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 mm. it's very quickly become like what I would consider my like everyday piece. It's yeah, it's everything I needed to, to do. Yeah, I wear it to yeah. work. I'll wear it at home. I'll do garden work in it. I love mm. you know. I tip. I like mm. how clean watches look with uh, yeah. a no date on them but yeah, exactly. i will say that the practicality of the date on the pelagos is fantastic and i find yeah. that they did a really good job with the design of the date wheel on this one and how yeah, it kind of blends it's in with integrated the rest. really well yeah, yeah with the exactly. rest of the square markers and the snowflake dial yeah. and handset it works really yeah. well so yeah yeah it's really unobtrusive and and fairly and clean doesn't sort of clutter up the dial at all absolutely man but so mm-hmm. For you and your collection, like what got you started mm-hmm. in the watch community? Yep. What got you started with collecting? Well, um, I have to go back many years. Sure. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of old. but <laughs> So I can recall the very first time that I got into watches. And I, I grew up in a small country town. And in uh, the, the town that I grew up, there was like two, two jewelry stores. Mm-hmm. And um, essentially, I remember just 
walking around the shops and I don't know, I was waiting for my mum to do something and I just saw this watch in the, in the window. I just walked up and saw it. And um, it's a citizen. See, I'm gonna move it over. Uh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a citizen uh, digital. Okay. And what I really liked about it was, I don't know if you can see the yeah. top uh, section there. When it's got a battery, they just the color uh, just sort of ticks along. So it's green, and then it evolves into red, and then as it's the seconds elapse, it just does this cycle. Okay. And I just thought it was just so cool. And I came on this rubber strap. And back then it cost me like about a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, yeah, I asked my mom and I saved a bit of money and then I bought it and I wore this watch um, through my high school years mm -hmm. and I wore it all the way through um, my um, first job, which was in the military. So that watch went solidly from about, I don't know, years, year eight in high school. So when I was at about 13, 14, all the way up until I was like 25, I wore, <laughs> I wore wow. that watch everywhere. Wow. It I was see. amazing. And I it saw, still works. I saw that it had a cracked crystal. Is there a story behind yeah, that? Yeah, happened? the crystal's totally, yeah, the, the, I can't remember. Oh, okay. I, when I was in the military, I cracked it oh. somewhere because I was there. Sort of infantry type work. So that got cracked out in the field somewhere. Still works. It's missing a button on the side. Okay. <laughs> so um, even the light source is a, a little, uh, just the actual light bulb. Um, so yeah, very special watch to me. And so that you, sort of just. So you can't, you can't remember, you can't talk about it since it happened in the military. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah, can't talk, can't talk classified. Yeah. No, yeah, seriously can't remember. Um, cool. But that's what got me into, into watches. And then. Um, essentially from about 25, for some reason, I just stopped wearing, I, I went, I went for a period of about five years where I really, I don't think I even wore a watch. It just, mm. I don't know why. And then, um, a bit later on in the thirties, I sort of, I just, all of a sudden, it, I don't know what the trigger was. I, I just started to, to get back into watches and I, and I was on eBay and I, I can remember the next, the next watch I bought was a Seiko. Uh, monster so okay. i think it was a, yeah i think it's probably like a gen 2 seiko monster you know with the the shark tooth uh mm -hmm. hour markers mm -hmm. um and it was like i think they referred to it as the vampire so this white uh luminescent uh markers with uh with this sort of red colored border around the around the uh indices mm. um and that was a great piece as well and i had that for for a while and then I just, it just started to work up until, you know, like I'm 49 now. So yes, from about the age of 40 to now, it just started to, yeah, it was just wound up and I was just buying and sort of flipping. And I've always been play, always sort of played in the, the lower price brackets, you know, like, um, mm -hmm. and, 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 and it's only been in the last sort of five years that I really sort of started to save up and, and buy, I guess, for me, more expensive pieces. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, for example, I've got this, um, this Tissot uh, T-Touch. Okay. Um, yeah, so I guess that was like a 2004. And that was, I bought that when I was in Switzerland, just on a European holiday. Mm. You know, so it's, it's, it's quite a, quite a, 
interesting piece. You know, you've got your digital display down the bottom and it does everything, multiple time zones, all of that kind of stuff. They did put out one that's a titanium uh, version as well. Um, but yeah, so again, I just keep this. I don't, don't wear it very often at all, really. Um, but yeah, it's not a bad, not a bad piece. Oh, but in, it's, um, it looks like it's pretty, pretty heavy duty and pretty substantial. What? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's really thick. I mean, yeah, it's like for a sure. puck. For it's sure. a beast. So yeah, yeah. What got you into um, Instagram, though? How did you start your Instagram page? What was the story behind yeah. that? So, I, I think I've been on Instagram for maybe uh, a year, maybe a couple of years now, and that started, I think. Primarily, I just, I think I bought a, um, I bought a Steinhardt, one of the, um, I think it was the uh, OVM, I think one of the second iterations they put out of the, you know, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the OVM, the Rolex lookalike, okay. no date, sort of mill sub. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I remember just looking at it, I had it at home and I just thought, that's such a great, looking watch and I just started messing around and took a photo of it. I think it's like one of the first photos I ever took. And then I, and I thought, oh, and I'd sort of been, I'm just looking at my Instagram feed of going along here. And I kind of remember th- seeing, you know, um, I don't know how I actually stumbled on the Instagram th- thing, but I ended up, I downloaded the app and then just put in a search for watches. And then all of a sudden I was just finding all these accounts and I mm-hmm. thought that's cool. And I just like taking the, the snapshots and then I just started, it was really a way of just catalog, uh, just a catalog really for me. Mm-hmm. I think I just thought, oh, this would be cool. I can just like catalog the pieces that I buy and just take the photos. It's just somewhere to put them. Like, and, and I was really didn't have much more of a idea about the, 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 the social media aspect or generating followers and all of that. Um, it just sort of started fairly organically, I suppose. And then I just, you know, moving on from, from that point, I tended to, to buy watches. And I guess the whole idea I had behind the watch collecting was that once I started to get, become a bit more uh, serious about it was I really wanted to try as many different watches as I could afford to mm-hmm. and just get that experience and then really find out what it is it that I really like about, um, dive watches particularly i don't just because i'm fairly active at the beach and i just like having the watch on when i'm just getting around so i just wanted to you know try as many as i could and then just see different designs and looking at different you know uh characteristics of different brands you know and then thought maybe one day i'll I'll find a watch that has everything that i really like in one watch and then Mm -hmm. then i could just like just declutter my uh watch box because mm-hmm. i used to have it any one time you know just like most of us i had a few watches just sitting around but th- th- that was basically the idea that i had so yeah i've just had like uh heaps of different watches um over over the last sort of 10 years mm-hmm. and um just putting them on the instagram feed was a way of yeah like i said cataloging those and it's only been the last maybe two years where i've sort of i really tried to you know, up my uh, photography mm-hmm. <laughs> game and see, see it, it's just like a create creative outlet more than anything. It's a bit of a weird one, but <laughs> you well, know. I mean, and that was one other thing I wanted to ask is like, obviously one of the big draws of your page is you have a really unique style of yeah. photography. 
what yeah. can you give any insight into like what goes into the photo shoots that you do yeah. some of the equipment yeah. you use and the process for so, i guess coming up with your style of photos yeah so i guess i try to so i try to take photos that are um aren't i mean there are some photos that i obviously take that are like planned and staged like i've, I've got it well thought out and i'll put some props to you know but i try to use capture images that are inclusive of daily like the edc type approach you know like whatever i happen to have that i've actually used that day or i'm going to be going to work and i you know i'll maybe take some shots and just try and arrange it so it looks creative mm -hmm. but also something that's more authentic mm -hmm. than, um and i like to try to include try to get shots of like the wearing a watch just as i would be like you know i've just grabbed a pair of sneakers i'm going to put on uh so with my left hand up oh, and i just look down and they'll be like that looks like it'd probably make a pretty cool snap so holding mm -hmm. just a pair of sneakers i'm gonna put them all on my feet and then i look down and it looks, it looks good or at the beach I, I have a gopro so or i'm out in the surf and sometimes you know you just get some pretty unique sort of water shots with mm -hmm. um you know good background perspective um and you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but I just try to be yeah creative around the photos that I take. Um, I don't really have any equipment that's special at all. Like I, I have a, um, a soft box, mm -hmm. you know, that I bought off Amazon. Um, I have just a, you know, what I mean, just a Nikon uh, DSLR camera and um, that's pretty much it. I don't have any sort of sort of lighting or anything like that. I've just got key spots around the house when I'm at home that I know generates a nice soft light during the day and yeah so so that's pretty much the the approach that i take with, mm -hmm. with uh, my photos anyway mm -hmm. um moving on from like moving into like the next or the last i guess couple months of your page mm -hmm. in particular you mm -hmm. seem to have really started to like integrate more into the the watch fam with like interacting with a lot of people kind of yeah. Um, yeah. I guess becoming a more yeah. of, a, of a of a pillar within the community that people talk to and interact yeah. with, and and you're really starting to expand sort of your following as well as the the interactions that you're having. What what do you enjoy about the watch collecting community? What do you enjoy about the watch fam? What do you think is the big draw about it for you? How does it kind of impact your life in the day to day? Yeah, so if we go back um you know when i first started with the uh, instagram and and just cataloging my and putting my images there just for mm -hmm. a, a way of you know just documenting what i was wearing but i guess since you know meeting you and i think ultimately just making connections like mm -hmm. other people have said that we've had on the channel here it's just really great to be able to engage with other people with a similar mindset and have mm -hmm. common a common um hobby that we all enjoy talking mm -hmm. about because let's be honest you know it's too easy to go and find people <laughs> yeah no. just out and about to enjoy watches no i mean i can i can say though at work I've, I've had like two or three occasions where just random people have come up and said oh nice uh Pelagos, mm -hmm. can i have a look mm -hmm. which is just really weird but really enjoyable at the same time yeah so, <laughs> so i guess the thing about being on Instagram and and it's been really great just to expand my connect uh, my my engagement mm -hmm. and getting to meet new people and just uh, it's a way of I guess just um, 
disconnecting from the day-to-day grind of work and being able to have a bit of fun and just uh, talk to people from all around the globe Mm -hmm. um, about uh, watches that they have or uh, a photo that you've taken or a new watch that they might have gotten. And so that's been really, really good. And I guess um, trying to uh, engage with more people and generate a following is, I'll be honest, it's not something that I've been really great at and partially because I, I probably don't have a real good grasp on the, the algorithms that uh, Instagram uses to, to, to I guess, uh, feed you people that will follow you. But um, it, it really, it's never really been about that for me. It's just been about having a, an outlet, a creative outlet, meeting new people and just just enjoying the, uh, the community as a whole. I mean, yeah, it's just a... It's a it's a really really great community to be a part of, and as like other people have said, you know, everyone is just genuinely so friendly, like um, just strange strangers you know met before, and you can ha- strike up a conversation just on Instagram, and then before you know it, you're having a regular interaction with someone about a, a, a hobby that um, you both enjoy. So, yeah, it's really uh, it's really special how watches can be this like unifying factor i guess across people of like all sorts of places and locations and and what they do and and who and like their day-to-day life like it's so cool to be able to unify people over this one thing and you can just have like a super in-depth conversation with somebody about like the minutiae of like such a a ridiculous thing when you think about it totally it's it's so cool to talk to to talk to people about it right i mean you and i have talked for hours about pieces and and variations of pieces and designs of pieces and what we love and what we don't love and pieces we've had and pieces we want to get like and it's just like you could just totally go down the rabbit hole and i love going down the rabbit hole with uh people on on instagram about this stuff and watch fam it's it's tremendous right yeah like i can i've been at work and uh just you know working in a hospital settings and uh just a spare moment and i'll be just talking to somebody else and all of a sudden like um i alluded to before we can have, have these random conversations about what i'm wearing on my wrist and then mm-hmm. and then 15 minutes later and you've just had this conversation with someone you don't really know very well but all of a sudden you've got this common bond and then moving forward from that yeah it's uh it's a, it's a really good good way to connect with people mm-hmm. so, yeah definitely so for you you touched mm-hmm. on um we touched on like particularly finding value in dive watches um, mm. where, where they suit your lifestyle best um, yeah. specifically dive watch or not. What is like yeah. your philosophy around collecting? Like, what is it that um, I guess mm. you look for in a piece? What is it that matters to you about a piece and how yeah. it factors into your life? And, and what are like the do's and don'ts of collecting for you? Mm. Okay. Uh, so I guess if I sort of break it down, um, so I guess earlier on, I always sort of, like I said before, just played within a certain price bracket because that's the driving factor, isn't it? Like you have to spend money. So well, what mm. are you, how much are you going to spend and what's going to dictate that? For me, it was like, well, you know, it's got a family. So it's, it's, it's a lot, as we all know, you don't need it. It's a, it's a luxury item. So it's, a, it's essentially a toy. So, you know, a toy but you know um 
it's just an item that I don't really need, but mm. I want to have one. So I guess if, if the first thing I would have was be the price and, you know, playing in that sort of mm, thousand to fifteen hundred dollars is what I used to, to, to look at. And I, I guess for me, it was really about um, the functionality and how does it fit within my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I'm a pretty basic individual in the terms of my lifestyle is pretty simple. I'm not, I don't wear suits uh, on a regular basis. I don't need to wear a suit for work. I don't go out to formal dinners uh, very often at all. So, but what I do do is, you know, outdoors a lot, you know, particularly at the beach. So, you know, just need to fit the, you know, need to fit in with my lifestyle and dive watches clearly do that. Mm-hmm. Um, or the, the, the tool watch um, uh, Janeer, I suppose, is is uh, where I was looking at. But so um, dive watch um, materials, so uh, and design. So I guess there's a lot of you know the thing about with homage watches, um, you know, and people have lots of opinions about that. And earlier on, I was kind of like, you know, oh look. I'm never going to afford a Rolex mill sub. So the Steinhardt OVM, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. It's okay. I can, I can have that because not that no one has one or if they do, um, they're very few and far between. So mm-hmm. right, that was my rationale. So I, I, I could, you know, buy one and it would be okay. But I used to find wearing it uh, after a little while, I don't know why, but it just started to bother me <laughs> that I buy, I, bought a watch based on a design from a company, i.e. Rolex, that, you know, regardless of whether or not they make it anymore, it it ended up being the fact that, you know, I'm buying a watch from a a brand that I really couldn't afford at the time. So I just decided not to pursue sort of homage watches in that strict sense and stuck to things like Seiko, Mm -hmm. you know, so things like the Seiko Turtle Mm -hmm. would be an example of a watch that I've had. But um, coming back to design, so yeah, dive watch, uh, stainless steel, um, be things like you know case shape, um, type of bezel, um, the dial layout, uh, are all the, the the things that I was sort of be looking at. But ultimately, what I found was moving forward in my collecting, and I guess having bought the the Palagos, that was like the first really expensive piece that I bought. Mm-hmm. And I found that I just loved titanium that mm-hmm. material. I loved the 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 well, you know, the lightweight. I loved just the the way it patinas over time, the 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 aesthetic appearance of it. Mm-hmm. And um I just love the the way the material sort of serves its purpose as a as a as a case or as a bracelet. So mm-hmm. I guess just looking at and experiencing different types of um, designs and uh, watches, I was able to tick boxes in my mind. So, okay, titanium is a winner. Um, I liked the um, dome sapphire crystal. So that I, the OVM Steinhardt that I had, had a bit of a gentle dome to it. And I always liked the look of the speedy, although I've never had one. Mm-hmm. So dome sapphire crystal was always something that I, really appreciate it so I sort of catalog those key features in my mind and then um the other thing that I found was you know having the uh the Pelagos and the dial and the aesthetic of the appearance the visual appeal um the color 
for example, of the pelagos, that blue was really appealing to me and I, and I really did enjoy it. But after a while, it's just a little thing was just a saturation. It was so blue and so intense that it, it just um, started to bother me a bit, to be honest. Uh, so I, want, I, I, I kind of felt like I really like more muted colors. Mm-hmm. Um, so things that don't, that, that, that sort of don't pop out too much, um, but have a, that are appealing to the eye and loom course is another thing that you know i really like you know seiko you know, um, obviously we all know it's fantastic so again the pelagos you know fantastic loom so you know just all of those things and of course the movement i'm not i'm not a real movement um guy in terms of my mm-hmm. understanding is pretty rudimentary <laughs> but i can appreciate you know anti-magnetic uh properties uh you know the, the, the obvious um you know, COSC certification or meta certification. So something that, you know, for my lot of work working in hospitals close to CT scanners and lots of equipment, what is something is also in terms of properties that would um, ultimately uh, work in the, you know, to a benefit uh, for the timekeeping. Mm-hmm. So that's how I've sort of approached um, uh, my watch collecting in terms of looking at um, key features that draw me mm-hmm. to a piece. Mm-hmm. And I guess coming to think the other thing I'm really talking about is like the bracelet. I've never been a real huge bracelet kind of guy. I, I didn't like the feel of just having the, I felt like my wrist was being locked in by a solid bit of stainless steel. I like to have a bit of, a bit of flex and again, the Pelagos like that bracelet, you know, it's just, it's just, um, it's just sublime, isn't it? The way when you just mm-hmm. wear it, how you can get that, bit of flex on a hot day mm-hmm. so um that was another thing that i that i really uh, enjoyed about that about that watch and, and i suppose moving forward to my latest piece being the the seamaster um it really just to me just is a, a culmination of all the all of those things that i've just mentioned um it sort of encapsulates all of those features mm-hmm. um and without being too gimmicky, like I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a huge Bond fan. I mean, I am. I like the movies, mm. but I'm not like a, you know, I'm not like crazy about you know, having it. I've had a Seamaster before, the earlier generation, mm. but the bracelet was too blingy. Um, but this one, particularly, it just has like the 007 once on the back of the dial, mm. um, which is kind of appealing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me so essentially having bought this piece now and reached a space where i'm pretty content which i haven't had before i've mm-hmm. always been you know i guess a flipper really um but not a flipper in the sense of short-term flipper like i keep a watch for maybe 12 months and then i move it on and get something else mm-hmm. but now that i've got this it's uh yeah i kind of lost an urge really to buy anything else you've you've reached that uh you've reached that point that uh most watch collectors could only dream of right yes. Con- yeah, so, <laughs> yeah well I, while we're talking about, i mean i have got the the seiko yeah spb 147 mm-hmm. so um which is fantastic but mm. the problem i now have is that i bought the gilt dial mm-hmm. so you can't really see but it's got that copper brown acid, mm-hmm. uh color mm-hmm. and um I don't know. Have you ever had a gilt uh, a watch with gilt accents? I know uh, I haven't. Yeah. So 
I didn't, I hadn't either. And I was a bit sort of hesitant about buying, but um, it's yeah, great piece. But mm-hmm. now I don't really, the trouble is I've got two watches with brown colored dials. Um, <laughs> so I'm probably going to have to move that one on. I think um, I don't actually wear it. You're moving into uh, like a one watch collection type of situation. Hey? Yeah, it's, it seems that way. It's interesting though. Um, like, like you, I mean, you have some pieces that you've picked up that are just like sentimental, right. And you, and you don't really wear them. You kind of just have them yeah. around. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I have some yeah. of those too, but they're, but they're um, on my rotation. Like yeah. They're not like, they're not like your... so much part of the collection as much as they're just no. kind of, they're kind of there as like memory pieces. Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. But, now like you're the only person i've had on the show that is now i mean you technically you have a two watch collection but you're moving into like yeah. your one watch collection how does <laughs> yeah. that how does that feel is that something you would <laughs> is that something you think you want to keep going into the future or no i don't i i, I can't break that no. <laughs> i can't break that habit i mean good this i good. mean this one this will this this will this will stay yeah um this is an early 50th birthday gift. Mm. So this is staying. Um, but I it just, I, th- I think probably, um, I think a speedy would be something that I would like. Mm-hmm. And then I would, I would, I don't think I would need anything else, uh, to be honest. That's what we all say. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, but I seriously, I, I, I don't think I could, I just don't like having them just sitting around. Yeah. It just irritates me. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just um, even just this collection of watches that I have, even like you just said, that they just sit there. Well, that's right, they just sit in a drawer. But for the watches that I wear, I, I, I was just getting frustrated for some reason, just having these watches sitting there, you know, mm-hmm. that I would wouldn't really wear. So um, I'm enjoying just having the one watch for now, um, but. Yeah, I think a two two pieces would, would certainly be a, a pretty good balance. And um, so you're pretty like if you get the Speedy and then you have the Seamaster, like so are you 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 enjoy the Omega brand then quite a bit. Yeah, I think yeah, I do I do enjoy the, the I do like the brand. Um, I'm gonna come back to that. That's a pretty good uh, point to talk about, I think. But what I was going to say is, can't afford to get the Speedy anytime soon. But I did have a Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lunar pilot mm-hmm. um have you ever are you familiar with those yeah they're like it's i it's somewhat speedy inspired yeah yeah so that's a it's the quartz uh yeah. the 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 um sort of high accuracy quartz uh piece that i guess it it, it went to the moon so it's got its own story cool yeah, yeah. david scott one of the astronauts mm. actually wore it so it, I liked it because of that. It's got its own story to tell, and it's it, 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 it's got some uh, runs on the board. It went to the moon, so it's it's in my mind, it's clearly not on the same level as a Speedmaster in terms of build, uh, being a, not being a mechanical watch, but still, it's got I think a great aesthetic and it's mm-hmm. got a good history to it. The trouble is, it's a pretty big piece, and people often sort of say, "Oh, you know, it's like I think it's like fifty, I think it's fifty mil uh, lug to lug." Mm. But um, yeah, I'm thinking that I might even pick up one of those as a as a um, maybe not a substitute, but an alternative 
because mm-hmm. um, I did. Yeah, I had it and I sold it. Um, there's two. There's a the uh, I think a DLC coated, uh, and then the stainless steel mm. uh, variant. So mm. I didn't know they made a DLC version. I've seen the stainless steel one before, but it's cool. They have a kind of a black yeah, so version the, as well. Yeah, the, D, the yeah DLC version is no date. And then they changed the, which looks good. And they, they changed the, the, the text on the dial mm. um, to be more in keeping with the uh, original mm. um, variant. Uh, but yeah, definitely uh, that's something that I've been thinking about as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. And mm. so what, like, so you've, you've had quite a few pieces and, and since you're, mm. you're beginning of kind of getting into the higher end stuff with the, the Pelagos yeah. and now landing. Yeah on the on the seamaster there were yeah, some yeah. pieces in between what have you had in between those two those two big big watches oh, already yeah so um i've had uh, a couple of zins mm. so i bought uh i had a zin uh ezm 13 okay uh have you you've seen with it the zin? yeah 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 so they're, they're chrono um with the uh sort of left hand drive mm-hmm uh which was um yeah that's i love that's a very stealth looking piece mm-hmm. um and i love the tech with zin as well don't they they have you know the the uh anti-humidification uh um, display uh window on mm-hmm. the case um and then i have all their other uh, tech inbuilt which i think is really really pretty cool mm-hmm. um and the build is just you know obviously you know they, they have their uh submarine steel mm-hmm. uh that they use for a lot of their watches um so i had uh the yeah zin uh ecm 13 for i probably had that for about 12 months mm. um problem was that you know, the bracelet you couldn't really change out the bracelets uh to a strap uh too easily at all i mean mm. they're so the the, the the tolerances are so tight that you couldn't actually get a spring bar tool in there to, okay. to get the yeah, and because it's bead blasted casing as well, so bead blasting, you know, if you when you scratch it, it you, that's it. You've got this shiny scratch mm-hmm. that just sticks out because of the ceramic bead blasted casing, which mm-hmm. um, I thought was a bit uh, annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had that, and I had a, I a Zin. Uh, hmm. I can't even remember the reference number. It was one of their just dot, uh, pilot pieces with, um, okay. I think it might have had, I think it might have been the variation like a GMT, like a UTC okay. uh, variant. Um, I had that for a few months and then sold it. And I, I guess what I what I was doing was all these watches I'd buy, then sell, and then I'd just put the money aside and sort of accumulate it. Uh, a, uh, a little kitty of cash that would mm. help me leg up to the next piece. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I have? Just be, I'll just go through the um, page here because mm-hmm. I know you had the you had the Panerai submersible as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. just go through. How could I forget that? Uh, uh, the Tudor. Yeah, so the Tudor uh, North Flag. Oh, yeah. yes, right. Yes, you had that along yeah, with yeah. the submersible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Tudor North Flag. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. So that was the first, that was my first, um, that was my first sort of really expensive watch. I bought. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. So I bought that. Uh, that was like um, that was before the Pelagos so, then. Oh yeah, yeah. So I went juvenile flag. So mm. then, you know, I think that came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. And you know, um, I, I guess I was looking at at the time. I was looking at Rolex Explorer, mm-hmm. which I just to be honest, I just thought it just looks pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, me, to me, to me, this is my personal opinion, of course. And then I saw, I stumbled across the North flag mm-hmm. and I kind of, um, you know, thought, well, they have their first in-house movement display case back. Uh, there's a power reserve on there, which I thought was really cool. Um, and I just, and it also was inspired from the Greenland, um, a Greenland expedition that was undertaken many years ago. And I think mm. they had a Tudor Prince, uh, as a watch those, those guys wore then. Mm. So uh, yeah, I, and I just love the, 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 the layout and the design of it. And I've picked that one up. Yeah. So, um, that's a great piece. I had the integrated bracelet. So, um, which I really liked, but then was problematic in terms of trying to swap it out for straps. So okay. I had to develop a way of, of integrating, say, uh, Erica's uh, MN strap on there, which I managed to do, um, and that worked. That worked really well. So I had that for a few years, and then um, I was not going to sell it, and then uh, and then it, it, it really. Um, so I just you know just kept it to a side, and then the next piece I bought was yeah the Tudor the Pelagos. So then I had the two those two. And um, yeah, like I said, I really enjoyed having the Pelagos as well. So I had those two as my key, as my key sort of rotation uh, pieces. Um, and then aside from that, um, what I had coming and going, I had a, a Seiko uh, tuner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the one of the the Seiko tuners. Which um, have you ever had? had a look one of those i've seen them i haven't uh, i haven't bought one myself though and i haven't tried yeah, one in person that, but yeah they're definitely they're, def- they're definitely um, an acquired taste I think. Okay. <laughs> they're very clever the way i think that the case sits on your wrist how it's just like it's just this sheer sides of the case just come up to this plexiglass dome um with this amazing sort of uh, loom so really i think quite nice but ultimately um it was again another another experiment for me. Yeah, so I'm just sorry. I'm just sort of scrolling down as I as I talk because I've had that many. I forget <laughs> as I come and went. Um, and then I, I think essentially what I did was um, I always like Panerai, yeah. much like yourself. Um, I, I I do like Panerai. You know I. Uh... I've talked about them in a lot of episodes. I, I'm yeah. still, I'm still, I still want one. I'm less yeah. like, I'm less like militant about getting one now. I'm, just, yeah. I'm just trying to like mellow out on the Panerai a bit and enjoy yeah. some, some else of what else is out there. But they're definitely yeah. on the short list for sure. Some other, some other pieces are fantastic. Yeah. So again, I, I want. I, uh, it was one of those things where you know I wasn't really like a huge. Uh, like a panoristi, I didn't have like this in-depth knowledge and detail mm-hmm. uh, in my in my mind about the brand, and I just had a loose understanding of where they came from and the heritage, which I think is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and just did the research, but then I yeah, stumbled upon that um, 
and I guess the case size as well, even though it had like that Bulova moonwash before, but I just looked and I thought, oh, it's probably going to be too big. But then I found that uh, 682, the Panerai uh, Luminor submersible with a 42 mil case. Mm. And I saw, yeah, I saw one of those um, just window shopping um, on a, uh, on a guide uh, I've seen before in Sydney on a used watch dealer site in the stainless steel uh, with that uh, display case back. And as you mentioned before, it was the, uh, the, the tea dial or the... The tea, the tea cereal, it? yeah, it was a tea, tea cereal. cereal. So yeah. They, they stopped yeah. making, yeah. start making the display case backs after that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which... which um, so I, I, I look at it, I thought, oh, that is, that's a beautiful watch. I love mm. the layout, I love the sub-dial um, that it has on the left side and just the crown as well and that unique sort of uh crown arrangement that they've got on there it's just awesome so uh that essentially i i, I sort of sold uh tudor polagos and the north flag and bought bought that mm. and um had that and uh i bought a put on a sharpness bracelet um because I, I I don't like to so say coming back I've always like the Amiga brand and Ploprof was something that I'd really liked okay as well but again like titanium Ploprof but you know again that was like well, sort of weighed on my league so I like the shark mesh mesh and I sort of bought the Panerai and put the shark mesh on and that just worked a treat and it's a great watch to wear it's kind of reminded me of like a high end turtle mm. <laughs> the way okay. the way. So just the case shape, the way it's really squat yeah. and sits on your wrist, it's like planted. It just, it's really, really nice to wear. It's so comfortable. It's just so, such a stout case design that mm-hmm. it just doesn't, it just sits so well on the wrist that mm. it doesn't really go anywhere. Um, and um, just had that, yeah, had that and was you know, really happy with it. And it was a great watch. And um, then um, I think that sort of, led me to the Omega. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I had some other work coming in, had some extra cash and um, yeah, I, I, I ended up just seeing, you know, talking to my wife and uh, ended up saying, well, you know, I'd really like to get the Omega and ended up having to sort of sell that off to, to, to fund this. But um, so, yeah, I, I, I certainly have had a few... <laughs> A few dive watches, um, with the exception of any of the uh, watches coming from Rolex, which mm-hmm. is uh, something that um, probably isn't going to happen. I, I, I don't think. Um, pretty happy with the Amiga, mm-hmm. Amiga brand, and and I, I think it just come back to the experience as well for me. I don't know about you and the other guys and girls um, as collectors, but. To me, it's important. Just, I, I, I just don't like the philosophy, as lots of people, I guess, would appreciate around the whole Rolex and the way that they run their business and the way, or the hoops you have to go through to acquire the product. Essentially, I, I you know, I, I just really, just, I just not interested in in, in that. Um, I just found that, you know, just going into a into an AD and just saying, oh. I really like that watch and oh yeah let's have a look and just that interaction that i had was just just in my mind just like how you should 
how it should work. It's uh, mm-hmm. you know, what, what do you what do you think? This is with this is with Omega, right? You went in and they just treated you well, and you're yeah, yeah. trying to try stuff on. They had stock, right? They're happy to sell you what you yeah, yeah. And- just the whole yeah, yeah, just like you're a consumer and you like to make a purchase, and just that whole engagement process, and just you know, as opposed to the whole Rolex. Um, their whole kind of way that they they go about doing things like i yeah i found yeah. like i've um i've been into a, a couple of rolex ad's mm. and um i pretty much had a consistent interaction where I, yeah. you know i wouldn't say they were like outright mean and crappy to me or anything like i've had you know you hear the stories about guys who are saying they were like they were like yeah. they were treated bad like they weren't just like disappointed they were treated poorly right um i don't yeah. think i've ever been treated poorly but i have had the consistent experience of going in and them just not having stock um obviously yeah. they have the offer of like they used to have the offer of like putting you on a wait list which i mean that's not really um you know i i, I don't dig that i mean obviously pre pre covid um mm. I think that the whole waitlist thing and the shortages that was a um, that was a artificial thing they created. I know now mm. during COVID and, and I guess we're not in the post COVID phase, but throughout this year going in or 2020 with COVID, I know that the shortage wasn't artificial. Like I know much of the Swiss watch industry did shut down. Um, so, yeah. so I could see that now that's kind of put them behind as well uh, with, with supply yeah. But Omega, yeah, they're they're totally different. Like all the Omega ODs I've been or eighties I've been to, they you go in, they treat you well. They're knowledgeable. They're kind. They let you try on whatever yeah. you want. Um, to answer any questions you have, and they have a bit. They have stock available. I mean, they might not always have everything. Like I know I went into um, the I've been into a couple now and like one that's always consistently sold out is like the 39.5 millimeter planet ocean in black. Yeah. That's one that's like a surprisingly yeah. hard one to find because it's like right in that yeah. like 40 millimeter sweet spot and people really like it, but they always have like a blue one or some other variation yeah. you can try yeah. on, or if they don't have the speedy pro with the hesalite crystal, then they'll have like the Sapphire sandwich or they'll have something. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. you can always get an idea of what you're going in for. And, um, mm-hmm they always treat you well and and they're they're willing to work with you as a buyer and i know some people are able to get like discounts and stuff with ad's not not so much with boutiques but with ad's they'll help you out a bit too and yeah yeah and i think overall the philosophy of their design is just really nice and they they have uh i enjoy their design too they're a little bit they strike that perfect balance between like a tool but also art whereas like rolex you know they are like they are art in a way, but they're very utilitarian and kind of like you said earlier, like they're very nice and they're timeless classic designs. Yeah, exactly. but they are a little boring. Yeah. They they can be a little boring, and I think that if you're just, an, an active guy who wants to go out and do stuff and have something cool and you enjoy um, variety in your collection and in your in the hobby, mm. you know that's a very unchanging aesthetic from that brand that i think mm. it can just be very limiting with what they do everything I mean, is very straight and yeah. flat and you know yeah yeah i mean they got it wrong yeah you can't deny that obviously they're, they're, they're fantastic watches of course and, yeah and, yeah they've been uh, yeah but yeah for me it's just not they just it's just not for me well and the one that you had talked about and we talked about before too was like the explorer 2 
uh, like the one <laughs> was it the two one yeah. six five seven zero or whatever Seven, it is yeah 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 that's right yeah, and yeah, that's, so that was on the that was on the list that i i yeah happy happy just bagged them out <laughs> well, yeah every just bagged them out it was a, it was a, it was something you know like that i liked in all of all of their their watches that they have the sub and the, just the basic the standard explorer yeah the explorer 2 is something that if i ever was going to buy a rolex that would be what i would buy just mm-hmm. because it's a little interesting the polar dial and the color yeah. is what i like but I mean, essentially, I was looking at that. It was a, like over over ten year old. Uh, it was over ten years old. The, the, mm. the one I was looking at, and for the same money as what I pay for the Amiga, I was like, mm-hmm. why? Why am I paying? <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I am, but it, it, part of me was like, that's just ridiculous. Like, <laughs> I can I can buy. Yeah, which is the ultimately, which is going to be the better watch for me, and mm-hmm. it comes back to all of those little check boxes in my mind that I mentioned earlier on. You know, it's like, well, if I just take the, the names off the watches and just have two watches sitting side by side, it really comes back for me materials, case design, and all the little features that they and stylistic cues that they have that mm. are the things that are deciding factors for me. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's sort of helped me with my decision making. I think that's sort of the the thing with when it comes to collecting, right? Is I mean, mm. you can love Rolex and if you love Rolex and you want to have nothing but Rolex or you want to have one or two or whatever, that's great if it works for you. But I mean yeah. beyond yeah. Like, I think for people that are collectors, a conversation to have with yourself goes beyond just, um, you know, am I buying this because of the brand or is this actually going to work for me? Right. Like I never, I've said this before a couple of times on the show, like I've never Mm. had the use or the need for a GMT. Right. But now that I'm doing the show and I'm talking to people in different time zones, I see the value without even having to travel. I see the value of wanting a GMT. Right. It's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking exactly the same thing. Actually, leading up to this, all that, even though I'm not doing what you're doing with it, with podcasting, speaking to people from all around the globe, I still thought, you know, well, that's a really good example of when you could use uh, use a GMT. I, I guess, you know, exactly but, right. And so that's I, kind of where where now I'm seeing it. It it works into my life more than beyond just wanting to have a Rolex or mm. just, you know, buying it because it's something expensive or, or something like that. It's like, mm. it's like, it actually would have mm. some functionality and Rolex does make some of the best GMTs in the business, right? Mm. There's lots mm. of other mm. brands that make them, but Rolex makes mm. distinctly very good GMTs, mm. which is something mm. that mm. Uh, I, I really respect the brand for. I mean, you know, the Submariner is beautiful and it has a, a great history and all that, but mm. it's, it's just a Submariner. Mm right mm, you know mm, and mm, i mean mm, the daytona if you can ever even get your hands on one you know they're they're great and all too but there's a lot of really nice chronographs out there that i think there's yeah. companies that it's, and and forgive me everyone out there hopefully you can all you know you put your pitchforks <laughs> down but there are companies that make better chronographs than rolex yeah. right and there's I companies mean, that make yeah. better dive watches than rolex but i think rolex really has the best gmts and yeah. that would be where I would go when I, when the time comes for me to get one, if that time ever comes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Man, look at it. I like the, the Zenith Chronomaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, um, 
Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful lunch, but that's a that's a, controver- a controversial piece, isn't it? It is. Like, I mean, people, yeah, I think a lot it's of people getting up in arms about that. But, um, I, I think it's. Uh, I think it's a. I don't know. Like I've, I've said this a couple times, but it's like people were really mm. upset about a zenith that had an aesthetic that vaguely rec- or uh, vaguely re- was similar to a Daytona, but they go nuts for a Daytona with a zenith movement in it right like it just people yeah. people just there it's very strange the, the things that kind of irk people and i mean and when you look mm. at it it's really not that similar i mean yeah it's got three sub dials it's you know but it's got like different color sub dials different dial layout different uh like even the they talk about the ceramic bezels kind of similar yeah. on it it's like who cares like there's lots of washers it's got a ceramic, ceramic bezels. yeah exactly yeah. a ceramic bezel and a white dial exactly, <laughs> like, uh, exactly. I mean, but, but anyway yeah each to are, their own people are strange but yeah i mean it's it's uh either way i think that uh zenith knocked that design out of the park for sure that's another oh, one that yeah. i definitely would love yeah. to handle and, and see my oh, yeah uh, yeah there's some that'll be a cool piece for sure mm, yeah definitely. fantastic oh, mm. so going forward you talked about getting a speedy mm. Um, are there mm. any other like noteworthy pieces that are kind of on the radar or that you just think are really mm. cool that are out there? Or? I was looking at um, a bit of micro micro brands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking at a is it Laurier Laurier mm-hmm. watches. Yeah, so they're Gemini. I, I stumbled across that uh, not so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks like a fantastic car. Uh, chronographs i have to uh so that panda panda dial mm. but again it's you know sold out i guess being a micro brand like that i so i put my i i filled out the form you know no, a notification uh form for when they come back through but mm. um i'm not really delved into micro brand territory on too many occasions mm. um, I, uh, i've had a notice uh mm. sector previously um so yeah, I, I'm not really sure. I, I've just sort of been thinking and looking around, and I guess trying to work out exactly, yeah, where I where I would land next. Um, how about you? Are you sort of micro brands? I mean, I know you've um, got uh, is it the brew? Uh, the I got brew? the I got the brew retromatic, which I love. Yeah. Like, that's um that's a fantastic piece, and like I just yeah something about that piece is just so groovy i love it i want i'm keeping that yeah. piece forever but yeah. um yeah i mean i don't know like i for myself i don't really know what's going to be next for the collection i mean there's mm-hmm. there's um i you know i i was like i said i kind of wanted to get a panerai i now mm-hmm. i'm kind of looking at uh, thinking a doxa maybe um, ah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I got really, I've been getting really, really into Doxa. I think that they, especially for yeah. what they're offering right now, like they have a ton of value for for the price that yeah. they're going for. Um, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. they they make really, and they're and they're unique. Shark they're like, Hunter. Yeah, the Shark Hunter mm. is the one that I really like. I also, mm. I'm mm. also trying to warm to the professional. I I understand the professional is like the original, and like the orange dial is like their whole thing. Yeah. And I think the black mm-hmm. hands look really cool on the orange shell, but I, I look at the professional and I wonder like, is that a picture that I would love to photograph or, or sorry, a piece that I yeah. would love to photograph and a piece that I would love to look at, but is it a piece yeah. that I would love to wear? Right. Whereas like the yeah, shark hunter, exactly. the shark yeah. hunter is really, is really 
beautiful it's much more wearable the only thing that irks me about the shark hunter and i'm still trying to figure mm-hmm. it out if there's any other variations mm-hmm. out there is like the current 300t with the shark hunter and the shark hunter configuration and i think the 300 as well which is like the reissue they they mm-hmm. made it with the white um hour hand the white second hand but then they put the high vis orange minute hand on it and the originals, mm. from what I could see and what I've found, mm. had there was an all white minute or uh, handset, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought that like the white uh, handset looked really good against the black Shark Hunter dial. Um, yeah. And there's nothing wrong mm. with the orange hand. Like I under, and that's modern Doxa. It's not like it's an aftermarket thing or anything like that. I just, I feel like that white handset on the black background is just mm. so beautiful mm. uh from the yeah. vintage ones but they don't yeah. seem to offer that configuration anymore uh, that i've seen and yeah. I, I mean i mm. haven't looked super in depth really at like the other mm. subcategories i've just looked at the 300 and the 300t but that's on uh yeah. that's on the radar i know the the missus and i uh at rico's wifey she has her own account now um yes she um she's kind of starting to feel the doxes a little bit too and she was talking yeah. about uh you know we might pick up like a couple set so she'll get like the yeah. um she'll get like the aquamarine is the one she really likes with that turquoise kind of almost yeah that's, that's a nice color yeah and it's one that she can wear and i can wear like it kind of works for both mm. of us um mm. and then mm. i would get either the shark hunter or the professional i just I love the professional. I think it's so cool and it's classy mm. and it's, it's wicked, but it's just not, it's just, I don't know if it's as wearable as the, as the shark hunter. And that's, and also mm. like shark hunters is such a badass name. Like I just, I love, I love yeah. the name. Exactly. You know? <laughs> um, and I love that it's yeah, on no, the dial. You know? Well, it's the beads of rice bracelet too, yeah. I think is something that looks really appealing. Well, and that's like their yeah. thing. Like that's like they they do like the modern beads mm. of rice, you know. And yeah, um, like yeah, I have exactly. one on my I have one on my vintage Seamaster, like an original mm. from from Omega that is a, mm. it's so comfortable, right? And it's and that's like made mm. like obviously in the fifties or the sixties or whenever when mm. that one was made. But when it comes to the uh, modern ones, and then they have like the beautiful ratcheting clasps on the 300T and the, the the nice milled out clasps and everything. So they've really improved their bracelet design. Um, it, it might be a that might be a serious contender because I mean you know I could yeah. I want I was thinking about getting like an eight day Panerai, but that's probably I'm looking at. What about the carbon dial? The carbon, you know, the, 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 car- the, the carbon uh, Doxa? Doxa, I, yeah. I love it. Like the, yeah, the, the 300 carbon. Yeah, I, I saw yeah. that. I love the, the, the yellow accents on the black. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the black and like kind of carbony, forged carbon case yeah. and everything. I don't know, like, how does forged carbon hold up though if you ding it on something, mm. if you hit it on something? Like, and I don't, yeah, that's, what happens if I take a chunk right. out of it, right? Or, or something like that. <laughs> so I, I worry about yeah. that. I also saw it's, yeah. like six, it's like six grand or something like that, oh, which no. which actually it's, isn't horrible for what you're getting. It's a very, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's actually a very reasonably priced piece for what you're getting. So I don't really have an issue with yeah. the price. It's just, I have an issue with the material, you know, the longevity, yeah. like the longevity yeah, of the material. Tolerate your daily, daily activities. And, well, and I mean, we yeah, all say weight, that. Yeah. It's not like I'm, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. a, a bomb yeah. technician or something like that. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm not, you know, I'm not sticking my arm inside yeah. of a, you know, yeah. like a, a meat grinder or something like that. But <laughs> it just, I just worry that, you know, what happens that day when you, you know, turn, you know, 
turn and scrape it on a brick wall or something like how does that carbon yeah. hold up? and the answer might be that it holds up perfectly fine i just don't know that yeah. so i haven't done the research yeah, yeah. into that but yeah. i think at yeah. like the, the the price point that they offer the 300t right now for like 1800 mm. bucks i think it is um, yeah, yeah, yeah american so i mean for yeah, yeah. aud and cad for me you're looking at yeah what probably like $2,500 or so. Yeah. Two, yeah. two and a half. Yeah. Which is still something. for what you're getting an incredible price, 1200 meter mm. water resistance, beautiful bracelet, yeah. tons of heritage, regardless yeah. of what model mm. color you get. Um, so I mean, you can't really go wrong with, with a doxa. Yeah. Um, and like I said, yeah. with the Panerai eight day, I was looking at, they're really nice. They're in-house. There's a lot of cool stuff about them, but they're like twice the price, the doxa. Um, you know, ideally I was, I would really like to get a, an Explorer two, which is what I was, I was, mm. I was looking at. Um, but, mm. uh, there, I mean, if I'm going to get like a five digit one, the quality again, with like jangly, jangly bracelets, it's older. It doesn't have like that big fat orange hand that I really like yeah. on the newer ones. And then, yeah, like you yeah. said, like for a newer one, you're paying an arm and a leg um to get yeah. one and then it's, it's kind of like it's really cool with the orange hand and maybe you get the white dial you get the black dial whatever it's kind of boring right whereas like the doxa it's a conversation piece it's got that beautiful cushion case it's got the really cool decompression yeah. bezel around the main timing yeah. bezel um yeah. and and tons of cool history of, yeah exactly so mm. I'll, I'll have to think on it what, what i end up with but I, I don't know mm. what the future is going to hold. It's uh, it'll be a while either mm. way before I get anything. I'm just uh, it's just good to keep my <laughs> yeah. options open and kind of see what's out yeah. there and keep myself interested. It's all part of the fun, all part of the fun, though, isn't it? Just looking and exploring uh, op, uh, options and, mm -hmm. and just learning about pieces that that pique your interest. It's um, that's I part mean, that's part of the fun as well, isn't it? Like being able to be satisfied with what you have and then being able to just look and and talk to other enthusiasts yeah. about about watches generally speaking i mean i was going back and i think that's actually how you and i first started chatting was i saw your photos yeah. of the submersible yeah and was like how yeah, do you like man. how do you like that's the right. submersible yeah and then yeah. that's how we just started we just kind of kicked yeah. it off from there and exactly. then I, or in the early stages yeah. of the page i was kind of messing around with like a photo competition yeah, yeah. and things like that you won the yeah, photo that's competition. Right. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah that's right. i mean we've had you know that's kind yeah. of how these things start is just having the conversations yeah, exactly. while someone has a cool piece that you have um i mm. really would like to get my hands on a vintage shark, uh, shark hunter, if I can, but I've just mm. recently saw the prices on them have gone like insane. So yeah, that's got the, that's got the aqualung, isn't it? On the, on the, on the, yeah, dial. yeah, they got, yeah. The, they got the, the scuba, the scuba tank on the, on the dial. Yeah. And I think they're called, I think they're called the black lung. That might be black lung. Yeah. I don't know. Black lung. I don't know if that's, I think mm. that's right, but they, they're beautiful. Yeah, it is. Um, but mm. they're very, they're very expensive now um mm, so mm. you know a modern one might be all that's kind of on the table for me which i don't mind again they're, they're very well made they're beautifully crafted they have a ton of cool mm. history i i would definitely mm. be into that and i've also looked at some other dive brand, watch brands too one that i've always admired from a distance was uh aqua dive um oh yeah 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 like yep. they had like the, the they're nice they had some real, the bathysphere, the, I think they also had one, they called the bathyscaph or the bathysphere, the BS 300, mm. BS 200s. They had a really nice yeah. GMT version as well. 
Um, their cases are a little yeah, too I've chunky, a little too slab slided, a little too slab sided for me. Like I really enjoy mm. the like mm. contouring mm. and the turtle shape on the Doxa. I think mm. that's a really cool piece. So that's mm. that's what's on my radar is like a nicer piece mm. um, coming mm. up next. Mm. Maybe if I'm mm. lucky, I can pick something up this summer. Maybe uh, my wife mm. and I will pick up the matching set as like an anniversary thing yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. come August or something. But we'll see. Nice. We'll see how, yeah. how her journey continues on into, <laughs> into the, the watch fam. So we'll, yeah. you know, we'll see what happens. But it's, it's definitely yeah, exciting. Yeah. That's kind of what's on the, yeah, on the list for absolutely. me, man. But um, mm. cool. yeah, man. I mean, I had mm. an absolute blast chatting with you. Um, yeah, it's been I'm, great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on and, um, yeah. you know, where can people get in touch with you if they have any questions, comments, want to give you some feedback about yeah. the show or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. So just at horology hound, uh, is my Instagram, uh, handle. Um, so yeah, just have a look on there. You can just DM me, um, mm-hmm. always, uh, enjoy uh, meeting new people on there. So yeah. Horology hound is where I'm, where I'm at. And, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. But, um, like I said, it's been great. Uh, having a chat with you absolutely yeah thank you so much and likewise for myself uh you guys can hit me up on instagram at rico's watches podcast you can send me a dm we can start chatting that way if you or someone you know wants to be on a show you have any questions comments or feedback you could definitely send me also send me an email at uh, rico's watches podcast at gmail.com if you're watching on youtube please like, please subscribe, please hit that bell icon, leave a comment down below. All that helps the page grow. It helps me continue to get more guests and continue to bring you guys more content. As well as if you hit that bell icon, you'll also be notified of future episodes as they are released. With that, uh, thanks again so much for coming on the show, Luke. I had a fantastic time chatting with you and uh, I look forward to when we can have you on the show again to discuss what the collection looks like and kind of what you're <laughs> picking up into the future. Right? Thanks very much, Eric. Appreciate it, mate. You take Good care. Touch. Have a good one. Signing yeah, off. Thanks, buddy.